When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Big Ten Football Preview and Projection Show. Luke Giardi here with Anthony Broom for Maze Brew Podcast on the SB Nation Podcast Network. We are going to take you through every team in the Big Ten, and every team is going to get their own individual show as we go along. We'll take a look back at the recent history. We'll project into this year, give you key returners, key departures, schedule breakdowns, and the Vegas over under win totals. So we've got a lot of fun. And Anthony, as I bring you in here, you did a thing. How we're going to do this is you ask the community to kind of give us a power rankings for how they think that the, the year's going to go. And we're going to do it in reverse order of that. Yeah. So a really quick uh, rundown of how this is all going to break down. I took to Twitter. I think I maybe posted this on the discord too. Uh, descriptions for all that, of course, will be in the description below, but basically the way we did it is I asked everyone that I sent the link out to, Hey, power rank the big 10. And I think I got about 50 responses from that. We did, uh, I averaged them all out and it gave us, it spit out an order one through 14. So uh, we're going to start it off with 14, which is Illinois. Uh, and then we're going to each episode will go up uh, a rung on the ladder until we get to uh, number one, which I wonder who that is, but um, no idea. <laughs> take a wild guess. So we're not going to tell you where Michigan falls into that. That's going to be kind of the fun of the practice. You'll see how many episodes it takes for us to get to them. We will do them in order of the power rankings here. And we're, we'll be doing our own Michigan previews and stuff more in depth, but this is, these yeah. are more kind of bite-sized projections. Um, some people who listen will be like, gee, that sounds a lot like what John boy does when they preview all 30 baseball teams. It's exactly what they do, except we're doing it for big 10 football. So that's the big secret of all that. Uh, we're these, each of these, these are mini podcasts, probably 15, mm-hmm. 20, 25 minutes each. Uh, just kind of a snapshot of each team in the big 10. Uh, as we go through here, uh, Jared and Andy are going to be doing Michigan's schedule. So if you're listening to our Out of the Blue podcast, that will be something that comes up over the next couple of Thursdays. Uh, but we're going to do each team, uh, all 14 teams in the Big Ten, give you a nice little uh, refresher up to date on what's up with them. So that's enough of the intro for me. I mean, I, I just said how these are going to be quick episodes and I talked for five minutes about what they are. So. That's what they are. That's what we're doing. And today we start with Illinois. We do. And as of recording, I just want to get this out there. As of the date we are recording, we are just over 46 days until the start of the season. So getting very excited for that. That's one more thing I should say. These will run every day that there's not a previously scheduled podcast. So you're meeting podcasts on Friday. You'll be getting podcasts on Saturday. We might even sneak a Sunday or Monday podcast in there, but, um, Luke and I are kind of getting together, recording a cluster of these at a time. And however many we record at once is how many days of shows you'll get from there. So that's the plan. Absolutely going to take us right into camp. So as uh, Anthony mentioned, they're going to start with Illinois here today. Last year, I I mean, pretty par for the course when you look at what Illinois has done, you know, the last 
I don't know, five years under under Lovey Smith, two and six overall. Their wins were at Rutgers and at Nebraska. I mean, Ooh. go figure. Bo- both on the road a year ago. How much sense does that make? Uh, was not good in, in the last five years. 17 and 40 overall, Anthony. And every time you thought maybe Lovey had something going, man, it just it just never really got to where people thought it could go in Illinois. Yeah, this was a guy that, you know, we have to re- and this will come up when we talk about who their new coach is. But when you talk about a program like Illinois, the expectation is, well, who's going to, who are you going to get to coach Illinois? I remember five years ago, pre lovey people were going, Oh, is this, is this where PJ Fleck makes the jump from Western Michigan? And I always felt like he was probably more destined to wind up at a school, a couple more rungs up the ladder, which he did in Minnesota. But it's one of those things like you look at the guys that have been there over the last several years. I mean, Bill Cubit, Lovey Smith, um, Ron Zook, post Florida. I mean, it's kind of been a a sea of retread hires. But Lovey was kind of exciting for them because mm-hmm. obviously what what he did with the Chicago Bears took them to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he went. Where's the record here? Uh, Eighty one and sixty three with the Bears. So a guy that had NFL success. He won the NFC North three times. Like I said they got to the Super Bowl. I think they got to another NFC championship game somewhere in there. Uh, things didn't go really well for him with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He went eight and 24 with them in 2014 and 2015. But like I said, a guy who spent a lot of time in the NFL and anytime a school like Illinois can make a hire like that, like that's a big deal. But, yeah. you know, I think what was probably most surprising to that was, you know, a guy with these ties to the bears. Um, you know, what, what were the concerns when, when Jim Harbaugh was hired? Oh, is he going to, you know, after being in the NFL, is he gonna? How's he gonna recruit? What are those roots gonna be like? And like Harbaugh answered that pretty emphatically, but Lovey just never seemed to get his feet off the ground there. And they did a lot by way of transfers and things like that. But um, you know, when you when you're at a program like Illinois, you have to recruit the state well. And I don't think that Lovey really had the connections in state that you would expect. You know, a guy of his his pedigree and caliber to have. So they had that one season. Um, 2019 where they they went to a bowl game they beat wisconsin on i forget what it was did wisconsin miss a last second field goal or or illinois made a last second field goal i was actually in chicago the weekend that happened um but that was kind of the highlight was a six and seven year other than that three and nine two and ten four and eight six and seven and then uh lovey gets fired after two and five last year so 17 and 39 overall with him there was the one other game without him and then 10 and 33 in conference play. I mean, that's just, that's putrid. Uh, there's no getting around that. He only won more than two games in conference once. That was the year they went six and seven. And, and quite honestly, uh, were probably gifted a game against Wisconsin. So that is the Lovey Smith era in a nutshell and where they find themselves now. Yeah. So they end up firing Lovey Smith and they go get. That man, Bert, Brett Bielema, making his way back to the Big Ten. Obviously, uh, a ton of success when he was with Wisconsin. Uh, but then he kind of inexplicably left for Arkansas. Things did not go all that well uh, in in So, but Brett Bielema overall, I mean, he went 68 and 24 at Wisconsin, 29 and 34 at Arkansas, which is, I mean, you go 500 at Arkansas. You never really, you know, you, you didn't get the job done when he was brought in to do, but Arkansas is never really going to be a power in the SEC no. to go almost 500. I mean, it's not that much of an indictment 
on him. He just, uh, he didn't, he didn't get to expectations. No question about that. But again, 97 to 58 overall, 68 and 24 at Wisconsin. He's back in the big 10. We know what Burt likes to do. He likes to pound the rock. He likes to play some good defense. So uh, this is uh, an interesting hire uh, to bring, to bring Brett Bielema back into the big 10. Yeah. And he puts, you know, around him, what looks like, you know, we think Brett Bielema, we think Wisconsin, we think ground and pound and, and they have the ability to do that. I mean, uh, you mm-hmm. look at, um, I was looking at Athlon's preview of, of the big 10, which is kind of the reference point for a lot of how I feel about how all this might shake out. But um, I think Athlon has their offensive line to sixth in the big 10 and they have a pretty deep stable of backs too. So like, it's built in for them to do those Brett Bielema type things, but right. you, know, you have an offensive coordinator in Tony Peterson, who's I think been around for God, almost 30 years. Um, you know, he's coached in the big 10 before uh, coordinated app States offense last year, spent time at Missouri, East Carolina, Louisiana tech, um, you know, on the, on the defensive side of the ball, you have Ryan Walters who just spent, you know, the last several years at Missouri, he's coached at Memphis and Oklahoma and Arizona. So like, it looks like there's the bones of there are some bones of promise there for them. Now, obviously what's, you know, Brett Bielema, we talk about how this, this is a job that's kind of a rotisserie of retread coaches. If that's the direction you're going to go as an Illinois, I think you can do a lot worse than Brett Bielema, honestly, yeah. for as much as we like to poke fun at the beer gut um, sticking out and, and, you know, my man was, likes himself a good steak, you know, listen, so do I same. Look at, look at me, <laughs> look at me. I get it. Um, but you know, a guy who had success at Wisconsin, he didn't have a ton of success, uh, at Arkansas, but you're playing in, you know, the most difficult com- or the most difficult, difficult division in the most difficult conference in America. Um, you know, he spent a couple of years in the NFL working for Bill Belichick. I think when they hired him, uh, he was on the Giants staff. So, like I said, he he's been around a bit now. Um, it's not it's not one of those hires that make you go, oh, oh boy, here comes Illinois. But yeah. for a program like that, you're just looking to kind of get back to respectability, to being a team that makes a bowl every couple of years, to win six or seven games. Like, um, you know, Juice Williams isn't walking through that door. So I don't think anyone's expecting them to win the Big Ten West or anything like that in, in the next five years or so. But um you know, as we talk about some of the other teams on the lower tier of, of this Big Ten conference, you know, it, it, it is an interesting hire. And, and I think there are some pieces there that could make them a thorn in the side question mark this year. I know it's all relative, but um, right. I like I like I like where it's gone so far for them. I'm not totally out on Brett Bielema. Yeah, you uh, you bring up a good point here. You said Athlon has a um, ranked, you know, sixth best offensive line in the uh, conference. Phil Steele has it ranked as the fourth best offensive line unit. And it, when we look at the returning starters here, Anthony, 18 returning starters, nine on offense, nine on defense. And this is going to be kind of a theme as we go through these, I think, because of uh, the, the COVID year, the, the extra eligibility. A lot of these teams are going to have a lot of starters returning, but Uh, You bring back, you know, Brandon Peters, who we believe is going to be the starting quarterback, completed just 48% of his passes last year, 429 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, He's going to be, by the way, someone tried to, someone tried to tell me that uh, Brandon Peters was better than Shea Patterson. And I just laughed at them. 
Oh God, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I had an epiphany on Shea Patterson the other day, but uh, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Um, but, but more importantly, I, I think, you know, with what Brett Bielema likes to do, bringing back a guy like Chase Brown, who averaged 5.2 yards a carry last year, he had four touchdowns rush for over 540 yards in eight games. I mean, it's, it's not setting the world on fire numbers, but behind a good offensive line and a guy who knows how to coach, that style of game and it's worked in this conference uh, before. I think that's going to be, I think that's what you're going to lean on. Obviously, if you're Illinois, you're not going to put the game necessarily in Brandon Peter's hands, especially with their big uh, key departure, which would be uh, Josh Amato Bebe. I, I apologize if I got that wrong there, but he it's was an alphabet remember, soup last name. You're fine. Yeah, very, very much. So. I remember when they played Michigan in 2019, they, uh, a very, Kind of a decent game. Michigan got off to a huge lead in that one, and Illinois kind of battled back. He was almost unstoppable. You lose him this year, it's going to be a lot of leading that on that offensive line, a lot of leading on the ground game. Uh, I, I, you know, defensively, I think it is where they're really going to be lacking to where it doesn't, they don't play complimentary football here this year, which is why I think things are not going to go as well in year one. But I think there's a lot here, especially offensively, to, to lay the groundwork for the program. Yeah, I mean, and you talk about the the backfield too. I mean, they're also getting uh, – they're adding Chase Hayden to the mix as a guy who's at Arkansas. He was at East Carolina. Mike Epstein is coming back, who's a guy that's been pretty productive there, um, someone who's kind of has a chance to move up in the record books for in terms of rushers there. But, you know, you've got – there are some nice pieces here on both sides of the ball. I mean, I, I don't – they're going to have to run the ball for Brandon Peters to have any type of success. That's why, right. you know, when he was successful at all in his short time at Michigan, Michigan was able to do that. Um, you know, Vidarian Lowe, a guy that was uh, a longtime starter for them at tackle. I mean, anytime, anytime you have someone that's played for four years, like that's a good football player. Maybe he won't get Absolutely. drafted. Maybe, you know, we'll see what happens with him. But um, and then Jake Hansen too, a guy that probably could have gone pro after last year, but you know, comes back a, a butt kiss award guy, uh, senior. You need those guys in the middle of your defense. So, I don't know if this this team's going to be able to hang its head on much of anything. But I do think that there are pieces there for them to be. Uh, I think, as I said earlier, kind of a thorn in the side. Yeah, and outside of Jake Hansen, I think the linebacker room kind of falls a little short. Phil Steele actually has him ranked as the eleventh best linebacking unit in the the Big Ten, but especially that secondary man. You're starting to potentially a sophomore in Devin Witherspoon. Um, you do have a senior in Tony Adams who's probably going to be playing. You got some safeties who have been there, but really haven't been able to produce and. Uh, again, if you're looking to ground and pound the football, you're you're good. You might be able to get a f- couple first downs, but is this offense really going to sustain drives? Probably not. You're playing the field position game a lot. As we kind of look at the expectations for this year, Anthony, uh, th- they have a chance to kind of sneak up on some teams, but this schedule is uh, somewhat favorable in the the beginning. Part. You know, you're home to Nebraska to begin, but then you got uh, Texas San Antonio, then you're at Virginia home to Maryland. You've got Charlotte on the schedule. I mean, there's some gettable games. I, I think they're, you know, the big 10 by any stretch imagination, but, but I think they could sneak up here this year, at least make up some games. Yeah. I mean, the key, it, it's funny. Um, <laughs> we've been, I say we as a country, we've been hung up on sending football over to Ireland lately. And the original plan was for, 
Illinois, Nebraska to open the season in Ireland. Yeah. And obviously this thing, this little thing called a COVID panini hit and that couldn't happen. So the Irish, they've been spared of bad football for at least another season, but you know, that Nebraska game, that's kind of a tone setter for them because, you know, Nebraska, and we'll talk about them, I think probably this the evening, third or fourth show. Yeah. One of the third or fourth shows that we record, but um, no, that's a program that similar to Michigan prodigal son comes home, need to win games or else that the heat's really going to get cranked up there. Like if, if Brett Bielema was able to pull a fast one and knock off Scott Frost in that first game of the year, yeah. all of a sudden, like you play Texas San Antonio, you should win that game. Uh, I don't know. I, you probably don't beat Virginia on the road, but then Maryland comes to town and, and I'm not a big fan of anything in the big 10 West really this year. So you go to Purdue, Charlotte should be a win. Like when you look at the Vegas, and this is where it ties into the Vegas over under uh, Vegas has them at three and a half games. Like a lot of times when they set those lines, you're like, Oh gosh, I don't know. But right. I see there's a path here to like maybe win four games. And, and there, there is a path there. Right. Absolutely. You, Cause know you have two probable guarantees, right? In UTSA and, and Charlotte, as much of a guarantee can be for Illinois. You would think so, but uh the the chemical ingredients are also in play for them to lose one of those games embarrassingly too. Um, that enough. could always happen in the you know because it's Brett Bielema because there's, um, oh, there's just not I just don't think this team is really that talented. But you know you look at some of the other games in the back half they get Wisconsin at home. I would expect Wisconsin to avenge that loss from a couple of years ago um, on the road. Uh, they go to Penn State after a bye week. They're not going to win that game. Rutgers is a winnable game. At Minnesota, they've we'll got with, some brutal road games, man. Yeah, at Minnesota, at Iowa, and then Northwestern to end the year. Again, we know how North Northwestern runs hot and cold, so they win the West last year. They could go three and nine again this year. We've seen it before, so I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, this probably is where we transition into the over under section of it. But Vegas yeah. has them has them at three and a half wins. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I, I, I still take the under. I know they have the two guaranteed wins with UTSA and Charlotte. They may be, if they get into that Nebraska one, there's a, there's a decent chance uh, that they get it. I just, uh, you know, I, I've almost teetered on this because they do have an experienced quarterback coming back with a good offensive line and a good run game. I just think that defense is not going to be anything. I think they're going to surrender a ton of points, and I, I just don't see them getting to four wins here in year one under Brett Bielema. Yeah, I'm going to take the under two. Um, I think they'll probably wind up like three, two and ten or three and nine. I mean, yeah, the positive for the biggest positive for them is yeah, they bring back almost everyone from last year, but that's also the biggest negative. And so does everyone, is, really? You know? Yeah. The biggest negative for them is that they were 111th in the country in scoring. They were 114th in passing. They were 116th in rush defense, 114th in total defense. Um, now, to their credit, they forced a lot of turnovers. They were 19th in the country. It's going to take some of that turnover luck for them to maybe win more than three or four games. But, yeah, I in college football now, and to a lesser extent, like this isn't exactly the case in the Big Ten, especially the Big Ten West where um, you know, we're watching a lot of noon games at ESPN two with a lot of punts and playing field position. Yeah. Um, I just don't think they have enough firepower on either side of the ball. So I don't have a record projection for them, but I will take the under three and a half. 
Yeah, I, I think they get about three. That sounds uh, about right to me. So Illinois, I think they're they're going to be in some games, you know, and you're going to be like, man, they're kind of sneaky good. They could give you a fight. I don't think they'll get over the hump and win more than more than three here this year. But I think the groundwork. This is a good opportunity for the groundwork to be laid by Brett Mila, uh, Brett Bielema, excuse me, and to kind of start 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 laying that foundation. And I think a, a, a program like Illinois. I think it can be good, man. You know, it just needs the right guy. Is Brett Bielema that guy? We'll see. Yeah. And the big 10 West as you know, spoiler alert, three of our first four episodes are going to be big 10 West teams. So yeah, if that doesn't speak to kind of what the quality of the division is, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's the big 10 East is, is pretty loaded, but um, it's one of those divisions where if you can just kind of, over two years get to being a bowl team and build from there. You could a couple breaks go your way. Um, if you have good turnover luck, good injury luck, you could, you could find yourself, you could find yourself in Indy getting steamrolled by Ohio state. So also interesting note here uh, that, that I found sounds like Isaiah Williams. He kind of is split time with Brandon Peters last year at quarterback. Sounds like he's moved a wide receiver this year for Illinois. Well, you just so pray to, interesting to keep you your just, eye on. You just pray to God for their sake. I mean, it would be entertaining for us, for everyone else, but that they don't wind. Brandon Peters doesn't go down and you wind up with a Russell Bellamy situation where your Oof. next best quarterback is currently, you know, catching balls from the jugs machine every day and hasn't thrown in weeks. So um, Godspeed. I, I God has had uh, a bad memory. We'll see what I, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to spark anything. It came up recently on the site. So here we go. We got anything else to say on Illinois? No, I think that that about does it for our uh, Illinois Fighting Illini preview here as we are going to be previewing all 14 Big Ten. Me, I, I do teams. I do have one more question. Sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Um, the fans, the readers, the, the followers, whatever you want to call yourselves that voted at home, this is obviously episode one, which means they're 14th. You see them as the worst team in the Big Ten. My question to you, is Illinois the worst team in the Big Ten this season? I think yes, absolutely. It's just that they don't have enough, particularly on defense, like I said, and I don't think their style of football is going to win many games quite yet. So I think, yes, they are the 14th ranked team in the Big Ten. Okay, I I would agree, Um, which might speak to, I think, probably the team we talk about next and the progress they've made. So there you go. You have that to look for. I am very excited for this next episode. Yes, me too. By the way. Me too. So well, that'll do it for us on our uh, Illinois Fighting Illini preview. Stay tuned and keep a lookout. Make sure you subscribe uh, to Maze of Brew podcast. I believe, Anthony, you can find these podcasts anywhere, right? That is true. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, follow the website at Maze and Brew. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, you, yes. you know where all of our socials are. It's going to be in the description below. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. Luke, where are you at on Twitter? You can find me at Luke Gerardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. So we'll have the podcast forms. We'll have the videos up on YouTube, man. Uh, We're going to have it all going. Get you ready for the Big Ten football season. Stick around for the next episode here on our Big Ten football preview where we will preview Rutgers.